Jenny Carlson. I'm Barry Trammell. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. The Big 12 schedule is out. Finally, even though the league is the last of the Power Four to release its schedule, the excitement remains. We get to see when Oklahoma State is going to some new locales and where the Cowboys may face their biggest challenges. We also get to slice and dice the schedule to see who got it tough, who got it easy, what it might mean next fall. Barry and I will talk about all that and more. But first, we want to say thanks to these sponsors for supporting the Jenny and Barry Show. The Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association. MidFirst Bank. Next Gen Roofing, Two Fellows Movers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, 988, Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move. We know two fellows that love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no strings quotes for your move, with more than 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We've got you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Well, Barry, as we sit here on Tuesday, the uh, tail end of January, we have gotten the Big 12 schedule. Again, the final of the Big Four to put out that schedule. but Obviously, interesting. We've known the teams for a while, who was going to play who. But as you look at this, especially for Oklahoma State, now in the 16-team Big 12, what jumps out at you about Oklahoma State's schedule heading into the new new look Big 12? Well, what jumps out at me about OSU, as well as the entire Big 12, is the September showdowns. I mean, it looks like they front-loaded the schedule. Cowboys... Uh, they play Utah on September 21. They go to K-State on September 28, along with Arizona. Those are probably the top four teams in the league, along with Kansas. So out of the top five teams, Cowboys play two of the others um, right off the bat in September. And as well, we have, I think it's Arizona plays K-State on September 14th. So uh, I think the Big 12 front-loaded the schedule. Now, I would have liked to have seen some games uh, opening week. September 7th, get, get the Big 12 brand going to get the new look Big 12 into the, into the, the grist mill of, of college football intrigue. They didn't do that. We have to wait till week three before a conference game. But when we get to the conference, they really rip them off at a high level. Yeah, you've been advocating for early uh, season Big 12 games for a while. And I don't know, do you think they came close to even thinking about it? Do you think they tried to do it? I didn't hear any talk of that. But do you think there was ever a, a close push to maybe try that with this uh, expanded Big 12 next year? I actually pitched the idea to Brett Yormark. I wrote about <laughs> it, and then I pitched it to him, and he seemed intrigued. I don't know if he was just patting me on the head and sending me out to play, or <laughs> if he just went to the ADs and they said, no, we got to play Long Island and Monmouth on week one. It's, <laughs> it's written in the Constitution. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but if you're not going to start on August 31st or even September 7th, this is a way to do it, to get off right off the bat with games like, like OSU, Utah, OSU, K-State, K-State, Arizona, um, just uh, Arizona, Utah is also another one. So there, there you go. So we got four of what we would call uh, conference showdowns in September. So we, we might have a pretty good idea come October 
who's in the driver's seat to to reach uh, Arlington for the championship game. Yeah, and you know, as you look at Oklahoma State's in the entirety of their schedule, Barry, if you back out a little bit more and look at that non-conference slate for Oklahoma State, uh, you've written about this, and we've talked about it, you know, on a couple of occasions. While we joke about the the Long Island states and the uh, Monmouth of the college football world, Oklahoma State starting with South Dakota State, the defending champs of uh, of the lower division two. So, no slouch in South Dakota State coming to Stillwater, and then. An SEC team in Arkansas comes to Stillwater. So first two weeks of the the season, you've got games that, you know, could potentially be losses for the Cowboys. Uh, And then a a game at Tulsa, followed by those games you just mentioned to finish out the month of September. Those first four games or first five games, I'm sorry, we're going to have a pretty decent idea just how good the Cowboys are. You know, we, we think that this is a team that, has a chance to contend for one of those 12 playoff spots. And I don't necessarily think a single loss in there would, would derail that uh, entirely, but you know, the more wins you can accrue, even with the expanded playoff, the better your chances are. And Oklahoma state's going to get tested right out of the box. If they have the slow start, we saw them get off to last year could be, you know, could be big time trouble now. Big reason they got off to a slow start was they were trying to figure out their quarterback. They didn't know yet that they wanted to give Ollie Gordon the football 20, 25 times a game. I think they now know Alan Bowman's a quarterback. Ollie Gordon needs the ball 20 or 25 times a game. So I don't think they'll have the same reason for a slow start. But they got to get after it, Barry. They got tough games right out of the shoot. And I'm not saying that it necessarily eases a ton because I think the Big 12 is still going to be a pretty competitive league. but. Man, that's a tough start for the Cowboys. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous start. It is. Um, South Dakota State, two-time defending, one double-A champion, um, has replaced North Dakota State um, as the as the uh, FCS uh, heavyweight. By the way, Colorado, crazy Colorado, they're they're hosting North Dakota State. So you know they'll even when they play a lower level team, it's a it's a really good one. But in this age of the portal. This age of of losing guys to bigger programs or guys the the one double A, even the even the heavyweights, should not be quite as potent as they were. Uh, it looks like uh South Dakota State, last I heard their quarterback was gonna transfer to Northwestern. They've lost quite a few starters. Uh they still will be really good on for their level, but it's a game OSU ought to win. Arkansas, it's the resumption of a great uh, traditional rivalry they played from the 50s, 60s, 70s into 1980-81. But Arkansas is down. They weren't very good last year. Didn't do great in the portal. It looks like that should be a win for the Cowboys. And OSU historically has had trouble at Tulsa, but you still, you got to go to Tulsa and win. Should be a 3-0 and start, but it's dangerous, right? Because it is an SEC school. It is the 1AA champion. It is a place that has your name on the blackboard uh, and, and is an in-state rival. So it's, it's a dangerous threesome before you get to the, to the back-to-back of, of Utah and Kansas State. Yeah, I will say this, though, Barry. As I was looking at the schedule, I mean, obviously those, those first two Big 12 games jumped out at you because, you know, again, with Kansas, um, you know, Arizona, although you don't know with Arizona and all their changeover with Jed Fish getting the job at Washington – 
their portal defections, what they're going to look like. So maybe even take them out of the, the mix. You know, you've got three of the top probably four teams that most people would be looking at uh, as, you know, Big 12 supremacy type teams. You know, the OSU's playing two of the other ones to start the season. That jumps out at you right away. But then I got to thinking – you know, what you just said about the portal and what we've come to know in recent years about the Big 12, you know, teams that we don't think are going to be in the mix suddenly get in the mix. Oklahoma State a year ago, for example, they jump into the mix. Totally unexpected, especially the way they started. Um, really unexpected. TCU a couple years ago. So as you look at the schedule, you know, October, uh, West Virginia and Stillwater, then an off week, then a couple of away games at BYU and Baylor. Then November back to Stillwater for Arizona State on the road at TCU, uh, then home for Texas, and then on the road again at Colorado. You know, you look at that and you say, okay, you know, it doesn't look so bad in November. It doesn't look so bad in October, but we don't really know. There's going to, I think the way the Big 12 is gone, you just assume there's going to be a team or two that surprise us. So, could it be BYU? Could it be Arizona State? I mean, I don't know, but I didn't think it'd be TCU a couple of years ago. And after the first few weeks of last season, I didn't think it'd be OSU last year. So I don't know. I just, I think it's one of those things in the Big 12 where you can make assumptions now, but the way this whole thing has gone, the parody in the league, I think it just leaves a lot of questions of what we think today could look completely different once this season really gets cracking. Well, you're 100% right. We have no idea who's really going to be good. Um, we're just surmising. One team to keep an eye on, though, is Kansas because Kansas does have its coach back. Lance Leopold's doing a great job. Kansas has its quarterback back, uh, Jalen Daniels. And Kansas has a heck of a schedule. Uh, we talked about all those early showdowns, uh, OSU, Utah, Utah, Arizona, uh, K-State, uh, Arizona. Um, you know, just showdown after showdown. Uh, Kansas does not have September showdowns. They also don't have October showdowns or November showdowns. Kansas does not play OSU, does not play Arizona, and does not play Utah. Among the heavyweight, the ones we think are going to be the best, KU plays only K-State. Hmm. So, you know, if, if Kansas is really good, they could lock up one of those bids. You know, if you're Oklahoma State and you look at the schedule and say, hey, we don't have to play Kansas, that's good. Unless Nobody Kansas else is either. Anybody, and then that's bad because somebody would need to beat Kansas. Uh, my favorite part of the schedule is this, Jacko. Uh, OSU plays at Colorado on right. Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, also on that weekend, Kansas State goes to Iowa State. And not that it's any of the Big 12's business anymore. But on that weekend, Oklahoma goes to Missouri. All we got to do is get Kansas and Nebraska playing on that weekend, <laughs> and we're back in the Big Eight. We are back in the Big we're, we turned the. We're in the time tunnel. 30 years. Three of the four. We got three of, uh, in, in the old days, had four Big Eight games a week. We don't, we'll have three Big Eight matchups on Thanksgiving weekend. It's, it's like old times. Well, I think there's been some uh, hand-wringing amongst uh, some of the Big 12 schools about that week in particular, rivalry week it's become known, and the fact that you've got the renewal of Utah and BYU, but they're not playing rivalry week. People are a little upset about that. Uh, no, Arizona, not, Arizona State is that week. But here's the thing. We've had Bedlam around here for a long time. 
And it hasn't always been on no, Rivalry right. Week. And it's idiotic when it's not. <laughs> but Baylor TCU. Baylor TCU is one of these protected rivalries. They're not playing on, on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I don't get it. I think it's a war on Thanksgiving. That's the way I see it. Hey, one of us, me, you, or Garen Emig, one of us is going to have our Thanksgiving interrupted by trying to get our butts to Boulder, Colorado on Thanksgiving Eve. I mean on, uh, I mean, on Thanksgiving night for right. a Friday game. Um, yeah, and of course, the bedlam's gone, so you can't, you know, OSU was going to go somewhere. But yeah, that's odd to me. Brigham Young and Utah are not going to play. If yeah. you're not going to play on uh, on uh, the the last weekend, play on the first weekend. Play on Labor Day weekend. If you can't stomach Thanksgiving, play on Labor Day. Everybody would watch that. I promise you, everybody in America. But yeah, it is, here's the thing to remember about this schedule. When it goes back to the Kansas not playing certain schools, we were so conditioned to so long for the Big 12 round robin. Everybody playing yeah. each other. We became accustomed to it. We had, what, I think it was 12 years of it. And then this past season, we got a healthy dose of a hey, 14 team league. All kinds of things can be screwy. This year, 16 team league, going to happen in the SEC. It's going to happen in the Big Ten. It's going to happen in the ACC. It's going to happen in the Big 12. And you just have to sort of get it out of your mind. You know, somebody gets hot, Houston, West Virginia, doesn't matter who. And then you, you got to go check your schedule and say, hey, do we even play those guys? So. It's going to be, we keep talking about the NFL model. That's another way that it's a lot more like the NFL model is mm -hmm. your, your schedule is a lot sort of uh, more scattered than what you're accustomed to. Yeah. You know, even though uh, Oklahoma's early, or Oklahoma state's early schedule has got some, some big heavyweights. I thought it was interesting that some of the teams that they do end up playing this year, they're maybe getting the better end of things. They don't have to go to West Virginia. The Mountaineers come to Stillwater. That can be a mm -hmm. tough road trip. Uh, going to BYU, it could be a tough road trip, but it's in October. It's not in November. Barry, you and I were there in November last year when OU was there, and it was not cold enough to snow, but just barely. So that that can be a tricky weather trip. If uh, if you allow it to be, and I, in October you got a chance for bad weather, but not probably terrible. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that Texas Tech's back on the schedule after last year being gone, but not in Lubbock. They come to Stillwater. Really the one that you look at and go, well, this could be interesting, is that game of Colorado, November 29th. We all know Colorado that time of year. I mean, it could be snowing really, really good at that point. It could be really cold. It's just, it's hard to know. I mean, it also could be 65 and beautiful. So uh, that to me, when you look at some of the opponents, some of the locales that Oklahoma State might find itself in next year, they've got some teams coming to Stillwater that you'd rather not go to their place if you have your choice. And then when it comes to maybe some tough weather games, um, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be horrible in terms of that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting side note as you look at some of those those possible tricky games for Oklahoma State. Now here's the one to the, here's another element of playing Colorado on the last game of the year. We're pretty sure Dion's going to be the coach, but you know he's a mercury mercurial guy, right? I mean he's, he's a little volatile. We didn't nobody knew how it was going to go. You went out there, you know, when when the frenzy was heavy in September. Yeah. Last year, it, was, it, was, it got great, and they fell off the cliff. Nobody's really paying attention to Colorado down the stretch. 
same thing happens, is Dion going to stick it out? I don't know. Uh, I assume he'll be the coach, but when you play somebody on the end of the year, nothing's uh, nothing's for certain. The other yeah. thing I think about is interesting is, uh, you know, the Cowboys missed all the Texas schools last season. Weren't scheduled to play Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. Um, of course, ended Had up Houston. getting a lot. Uh, did get Houston, but, yep. uh, but the traditional, the legacy Big 12 members in Texas, none of them got Texas in the Big 12 title game. Now they get them, uh, the three remaining, Baylor, TCU, Tech, they get them all down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And they're all sort of mystery teams. We think Tech will be pretty good. We don't know about TCU. We're iffy on Baylor. If any of those get, uh, you know, grow some fangs and are better than we thought, then that Oklahoma State schedule really gets better than, than what it maybe appears to be. Yeah, that's and that's a really tricky uh, projection at the end of the year when you've got at TCU, then that open date on the 16th of November, Texas Tech and Colorado to finish because I thought Tech was going to be a lot better this last year. Uh, I think Joey McGuire is a really good coach. I have to think they're going to see some steps back towards what we saw in 2022, but you don't know. And then, yeah, Colorado, you know, I think a week or so before uh, that USC game, you know, they're they're playing some really good football you know who they beat uh, that's debatable but winning after not winning for a very long time you know people talking about this is a team that you know next year in the big 12 they're gonna push for that championship game and by the end of the year you know you're just like well okay they you know fizzled and died and you know what what kind of team does Dion put together in year two how does he use the transfer portal so many unanswered questions they just they did not have the linemen to compete week in and week out in the Pac-12. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I don't know if I want to compare the Pac-12 was pretty good at the top last year, but I think the Big 12 has got some teams that will challenge them too. So, yeah, what does Colorado look like? Really big question. A couple of things are interesting to me, Barry. November 16th, it's an open day for the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are off. You and I could go to the Bahamas. We could go have a party. I don't know what people are going to do with themselves with now. Okay. Cowboys on the 16th. I had not noticed that before. That's in. That is interesting, uh, and it's also unfortunate because I get addicted to football every autumn. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. Maybe Tulsa's playing uh, a good squad. I'll have to look up the TU schedule. Um, the other thing is OSU got to buy uh, OU Texas Saturday. So yep. So uh, you know the fans, I don't think care, but the media does. We can. All hands on deck in Dallas. So, um, but you know, OSU's going to need a buy by October twelfth. Um, after after the Utah at K State, West Virginia trio to start. Uh, the buys are interesting. Uh, Arizona uh, gets uh, September and November buys, nine in October. I hmm. thought that was interesting. Uh, October sort of when you need it uh, the most. Uh, Utah is uh, has two buys. Uh, three weeks, well, three games in between, but they're mm. sort of in the middle of the October 5, November 2nd. They don't get them early or late. So um, it's it's an interesting schedule. It's it's one of those years where we have 14 Saturdays of the regular season. A lot of years, we only have 13. But we have 14, so everybody gets two buys. The earliest comes, Iowa State has one on September 14th and probably don't need it that early, but, but that's when the Cyclones are going to get it. 
Yeah, just a lot to chew on. And uh, one of the, the things I'll say uh, before uh, we get out of here that I thought was fun, if you have a chance, go search on some of these teams' websites, uh, social media. A couple teams have done some really fun videos. Uh, UCF did one that I thought was entertaining. Iowa State used players and for each of the weeks to, to introduce the game in some fun and uh, different ways, including their, their, their final game. K-State goes to Ames, and their video of that is one of their running backs, I think, out on the field probably this week in Ames, and it is just covered in snow. <laughs> Which well, maybe, makes the, you think, maybe, the, maybe the dude that ran for 300 yards on him in the snow last November. That could be. I didn't look to see who it was, but, uh, yeah, I thought, that was, uh, I thought that was fitting considering a November game in Ames can have uh, all sorts of white stuff involved with that. But, yeah, just some fun stuff out there when it comes to schedule releases. One thing I want to caution Big 12 fans about, you may look at the schedule and see a September 7th conference game, Baylor at Utah. Baylor does play at Utah on September 7th. It is not a conference game. They were already scheduled. They said, let's go ahead and play as a non-conference game. It's madness. I totally agree. It's madness. But don't get confused. That one will not count in the conference schedule. The conference race starts the next Saturday on September 14th. So we've got us a Baylor-Utah game that is a non-conference game. Barry, the schedule coming out, is there any – would you change what you thought about who you suspect will be playing for a Big 12 title at the end of all of this, based on what you saw today? If you thought Oklahoma State was a was a good chance to be in uh, Arlington, did anything happen today that changed your mind? Any of the schedules that made you think, eh, I don't know if that team will get there after all? No, I don't think so. Uh, Me either. We, knew, we knew the matchup. We knew who, you, who you're playing is more than important than when you're playing. Um, uh, so I don't, I don't think it really matters. We don't, um, we don't yet know for sure on a lot of the Thursday and Friday games. Yeah, that we've got some or either or situations Thursday, Friday, or Saturday on a few. Uh, for instance, Oklahoma State at BYU could be Friday or Saturday. Uh, we got we got a few of those. Uh, TCU Houston is a is a Friday or Saturday. Um, but it, as long as you're not playing a short week, it really doesn't matter. I mean, a really short week. Uh, Mike Gundy does not like short weeks, so he's not going to like that. Um, he's not going to like that uh, BYU, uh, or the, I'm sorry, that Colorado game. But if the BYU comes after a bye, so it really doesn't matter. Let me see about BYU's. Uh, BYU does play Arizona the Saturday before OSU, so Mike shouldn't mind playing on Friday. Let the let the Cougars play on a short re- on a short week. Yeah, a couple of Friday games and, you know, Oklahoma State, at least at this point, doesn't look like they'll be hosting one of those Friday games. We know that uh, Mike Gundy has liked uh, non-conference games moved off of Saturday. Uh, At this point, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Sometimes that's that sometimes that hasn't gotten announced until the summertime, Barry. So it could happen, um, but at least, uh, you know, all the talk coming from the Big 12 about more uh, non-Saturday games, at least for Oklahoma State, doesn't look like it's a huge impact. But I think that's, to me, Barry, that's something worth watching more as time moves on because, you know, I just think the appetite for football is, you know, it's gone out of the weekend. We see it with the NFL and how many days they've gone to. And obviously the colleges want to get into that business. So 
Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that continue, maybe even more so, but two was about what I thought it would potentially be. And we know, we don't know if that BYU game is going to be a Friday game for Oklahoma state yet. Yeah. And good for, good for Stillwater merchants. Neither, as you said, neither one's a home game. Uh, I guess it's possible OSU could move the opener to Thursday because they have done that several times in the past. Uh, I don't know if they'll choose to do that or not. The um, you know it, it it's so uh, it helps the students to some degree because then they can go home uh, Friday and and have a long Labor Day weekend. But uh, the thing I find most interesting the whole schedule is this, and we sort of knew this was coming, but this is a new league. It's a new beginning, a lot of new blood. Literally eight of these 16 teams were not in the Big 12 in 2022. I mean, it's just, it's a massive overhaul. It's an extreme makeover. And it's a league that is fighting for market share. It's fighting for spotlight in the, in the glare of the Big 10 and the SEC. And it's not kicking off with much of a bang. Here are the opponents on opening weekend for the Big 12. South Dakota State, Southern Illinois, New Mexico, Wyoming, New Hampshire, Towson, North Dakota State, Nevada, Las Vegas, North Dakota, Lindenwood, Tennessee Martin, Tarleton State, Abilene Christian, Southern Utah, and then on Friday, Labor Day Friday, Stanford host TCU. So, Frogs, I salute you. And the Mountaineers play Penn State. So West Virginia. But for the most part, it's a dud weekend. I think the Big 12 should have had a, had a better bang for its buck uh, launching this new era. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they went into the, the Dakotas and found every possible college team they could find, apparently. So, yeah, just... Uh, That's right. They're playing... Are they playing three of the four Dakota? They're playing three, three, three Dakota teams, unless Lindenwood is in in one of the Dakotas, and then it's four. I Missouri, think I believe. Missouri. I think it's a St. Louis suburb. Missouri. Um, yeah, but New New Hampshire might as well be a, a an honorary member of the Dakotas. So, you know, Charlton State and Abilene Christian. We're back. In, we're we're playing Lone Star Conference football here. So, uh, you know, whatever. You you just sort of have to live with it. Um, Arizona, New Mexico was going to be one of the better games of the weekend. And, um, you know, and then it, then it heats up in week two, but I wish the big 12 was heating up in week one. Yeah. Your war against bad non-conference games has not reached the big 12 offices. Let me me find a white flag. I'll wave it right now. (laughs) I've lost. Not yet. Maybe, maybe they'll get blowback and maybe next year, maybe next year, Brett Yormark will be calling you saying, now, what was that plan for conference play? What can we do to make this better? Maybe so. Maybe so. The Brooklyn Dodgers refrain forever. Wait till next year. Wait till next year while I sit here and watch Kansas State host Tennessee Martin. (laughs) Well, other than those bad non-conference openers, we'll have a lot more on the Big 12 schedule coming up, but uh, that's all the time we've got for this week. We've got all sorts of college football content at selloutcrowd.com. You can find our columns, videos, podcasts there, as well as at our website, barrytrammell.com and jenny-carlson.com. If you want our content at your fingertips, and why wouldn't you? We've got you covered there, too. We've got a new app. It's available for download on iPhone and Android, so you can get that today. And if you want our content sent straight to your inbox, 
sign up for our email newsletters. We'll bring all that content right to you. It's easy. Sign up today at selloutcrowd.com. That this happens to be your first time hearing or watching us, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.